Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate y'all giving me a little bit of your time, and thank y'all again, as always, for continuing to share the podcast and tell others about it. I'm grateful and humbled by that. So we're going to go for one of our little walks. Going to kind of head out into the pasture today. A couple of roosters in the background. Guineas, turkeys. Dogs are up on the porch. I think they've decided that it's just too much today. No. Oh, no. No, I lied. Here they come. <laughs> so we'll go see what we can see. All right. So today we're going to go back. I'm going to take a couple excerpts from the Founders Bible, which was edited primarily, I think, by Barton. But either way, it's a, it's a great resource, folks. Phenomenal resource. I put it up there with the God and Country Encyclopedia, and also the Patriots Bible. So if you have a chance, I would strongly recommend getting a copy of it. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, a number of places. And it has just a number of great resources in it talking about the founding of our country, even before that uh, and after that, and how how blatantly really we're tied to God and to Jesus Christ and the way we were founded and, and what our founders believed. And so it really helps to push back on this just completely false narrative that we have today from the left about the fact that uh, America is not a Christian nation because it absolutely is. And then we talk about that often on this podcast. So hopefully y'all are getting a glimpse of that at least. So what I wanted to focus on today, though, is a little bit, kind of the early story of the pilgrims and the reason we have everything in America, really, that, that any person throughout history has ever wanted. We have, or, or at least... We have the foundation for it, freedom to worship God. We have more as far as resources than, than any other group of people has ever had in the history of the world. We can run down to the supermarket and get whatever we want. Our, our poorest of poor people in America are richer than most of the rest of the population of the world. We've been safe and secure for decades, really, now. I mean, we have wars, but minus the Civil War and very little other, we haven't really been touched by it here internally. And so we, we just, we have all the space. We have natural resources. We have all these things that God has blessed us with. And, and we're taking them for granted, <laughs> completely for granted. 
And so I wanted to go back because I'm pretty ignorant on this part of history, and I wanted to share a little bit, a couple excerpts out of this Founders Bible that talk about what what caused these pilgrims, even before they were called pilgrims, to search for a new home. And then I want to compare it. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. So Bradford, William Bradford, if you know anything about him, uh, he was one of the leaders on the Mayflower and within the Pilgrim Church, as they were called, that was founded originally in England. At the age of 14, his aunt and uncle gave him a choice because he had started to associate with what were then called the separatists. They were Christians that wanted out from under the control of the king and the state Church of England, which this is really what the line separation of church and state is talking about in Jefferson's letter, which the left has taken and twisted completely out of context. And that is our founders did not want the state to control the church. They never had any intention of taking Christian faith, in particular Christian faith, not Islam, not Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism. They had no intention of taking Christian faith out of our public policy. They did not want the United States government to start to dictate what individuals, how they could worship. And so at age 14, think about where you were at 14 or where you're at now even. His aunt and uncle said, hey, you can either abandon these separatists or we're going to kick you out with nothing. And William Bradford, I'm sure, was distressed. He said, okay, well, I guess I'll have to leave. And so he was taken into the home of William Brewster, who was one of the founders of this particular group before they were even called pilgrims. And this is a comment. This is Bradford's comment kind of about this time. So many, therefore, of these professors as saw the evil of these things in these parts and whose hearts the Lord had touched with heavenly zeal for his truth. They shook off this yoke of anti-Christian bondage. And as the Lord's free people joined themselves by a covenant of the Lord into a church estate, in the fellowship of the gospel, to walk in all his ways, made known, or to be known unto them, according to their best endeavors, whatsoever it should cost them, the Lord assisting them, and that it cost them something, this ensuing history will declare. They knew it was going to cost them something, folks, and they knew it was going to cost them something dear. And as you get into this story more and more, you see just how much it did cost them. Uh, we'll kind of jump into that. So I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here and kind of skip around, but they created this church and it, it grew 
and it grew to the point where they couldn't avoid being seen by the Church of England and the king anymore. And they began to be persecuted at just hunted. Well, this is this is Bradford's own quote again. I'll read through that. They could not long continue in any peaceable covenant and were hunted and persecuted on every side. And their former afflictions were but flea bitings in comparison to these which now came upon them. For some were taken and clapped up in prison. Others had their houses beset and watched night and day and hardly escaped their hand. And most were fain to flee and leave their houses and habitations and the means of their livelihood. So because they were Christians who refused to follow the orders of the king and the Church of England, they had their livelihoods taken away, they had their homes, they had everything taken away from them, and they were forced to flee, and yet they still continued to keep their faith. And so the place they looked to go to was Holland. Holland was one of the only places in Europe at this time, if not the only place, where Christians could worship freely without being hunted down by and tortured, raped, killed by their own kings or queens in that country. And we'll talk about that just a little bit at the end if we have time here. And so sometime around 1607, the pilgrims attempted to leave England, which was illegal. King James wouldn't even let people leave. That's that's how persecuted, not only did he force them to adhere to his rulings and the state, the Church of England, he wouldn't even let them leave England. They couldn't even leave, folks. It was illegal for them to even flee to a different country. So they tried, though, and they the first attempt, they sold pretty much everything they had, folks, to pay for this trip by ship over to Holland. And they made a deal with this captain. They had to walk 60 miles just to get to the ship. And once they got on the ship, discovered that the captain had double-crossed them and turned them into what they called at the time the searchers. And so they lost everything. A number of their leaders were imprisoned for months. The women and children had nothing. They, they had no means of providing for themselves. And so when the leaders were finally released after months, they were they had nothing. And so they knew that they had to try again. And so they did. And so this next time they tried, the men walked again to meet up. They finally found a Dutch captain that they met up with. And the women and the children were put in this little dinghy, for lack of a better word, folks, and they were sent downstream out into the sea. And, well, this Dutch captain was a day late. And so they were just sitting out there bobbing in the ocean for a day, seasick, nowhere to go to the bathroom, trapped. And it, oh, by the way, happened to be a tidal area. And so 
The Dutch captain finally got there. The tide went away. The women and children were stuck. Some of the men had been left on shore. Some of the men had made it to the ship. And then here come the searchers again, armed guards on horse with weapons to arrest these women and children who were obviously a great threat. And so the the captain, fearing getting caught himself, left, abandoned them. And so some of the men were on that ship sailing away, watching as their women, their wives, and their children were left behind. There's nothing they could do about it. They couldn't get off the ship. Some of the men did stay with them. And those men and the women and children were arrested by the king and thrown in prison. And in this case, the king had some backlash, apparently, and realized that he couldn't keep women and children locked up because even those who were for the Church of England didn't approve of that. And so he let them out. And after a few weeks, they finally made it. And this was just the first stage, folks. you you got to realize that they still had to get on the Mayflower down the road and go to America where a huge number of them were going to perish. Well, why did they do all this? They did all this because they were not being allowed to worship God. And, and I can't emphasize this enough, folks. This is not about Islam or atheism or Buddhism or Hinduism. This is about Christianity. They did not want to be controlled by the state who had been torturing and persecuting people really for centuries, pretending that they were serving God. There's a little vignette that I don't have time to go back to right now, but when they finally got what's called the Geneva Bible, that was the first time in English, as far as I understand, that they had ever been able to read the Bible. Here, we've been able to read the Bible forever since our founding. And, and this is the point. I'm going to go ahead and, because we're getting near the end. The point, folks, is, is we, we have the Bible. We have not been persecuted. We've had the, all these blessings from God in our country. We haven't had to fight through the persecution that the pilgrims did, that our founders, that many of our founders that left, or those, those founding generations that left. And what have we done? We've wasted it all. We've turned to entertainment. We want to be entertained today. That's our biggest concern. We go watch hours and hours of sports. We watch hours and hours of TV. We're on our phone for hours and hours. And, and everything almost revolves around sex to one degree or another. So we, we focus on being entertained. We take all of our blessings for granted. Then we get mad. You go to the coffee shop or you go to get to a restaurant or you go to get a, a burger at a fast food joint or something or, or chicken strips or whatever it is. And if they don't have everything exactly the way that you want it, what do you do? Well, you get mad. You get irritated. Oh, it's putting me out. <laughs> These people lost everything trying to get to God. They gave up everything. And we already have it, and we're just throwing it away. And if you haven't seen, the current administration just this week is creating a ministry of truth. If that doesn't smack to you of 1930s Germany and some of this persecution, because guaranteed, 100%, without doubt, folks, the first group of people that the ministry of truth is going to say, 
are not telling the truth and they're going to come after are the people that even remotely follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Because who is Jesus Christ? He is the truth, the way, and the life. That's exactly who they're going to come after. You look over at China, I had intended to, and I'll keep y'all just, just a smidge longer. You look at China today and the way they persecute Christians. Persecute all kinds of religions, actually. They're doing a horrible, horrendous things to the Muslims in China right now. But the point is, where do you get liberty and freedom? You only get liberty and freedom where the Spirit of God is, the Spirit of the Lord. Our founders knew this. Yes, religious freedom, folks. We always talk about this. You don't have to be a Christian in order to be American, but you you can't have this republic which was founded on the teachings of Christ. And even before that, these, these pilgrims, these people that gave up everything for God and Christ to find a new life where they weren't oppressed and persecuted by the kings and queens of Europe. They gave up everything. We can't have this republic here without a people that are willing to do the same. And we just aren't. We just aren't. We're going to have to wake up, folks, and we're going to have to wake up pretty fast if we have a shot. And, and the only way to do that is to turn back to God and really make that a priority each day. Turn to him first. Seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness first. Is he your first priority each day? Is your spouse your second priority each day, your family? Or do you sit there and watch hours of athletic events, read hours of books for entertainment, hours of whatever else it is, social media, Netflix, Hulu, doesn't matter, and give no time to God, your spouse, and your children. Our founders gave up everything for what we have now, which is this freedom, and we are giving it away. I'll leave y'all be. Thank y'all for joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Y'all remember Patrick Henry's sphere of influence. You have this huge sphere of influence no matter what you do in your life. Stay-at-home mom, CEO, lawyer, doctor, janitor, custodian, teacher, principal, cashier. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you do, plumber, carpenter. It, it, baker, candlestick maker, whatever it is, folks, you have the sphere of influence to use that God has given you. Use it. God bless y'all again. We'll talk to y'all real soon. Looking forward to it.